Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Introvert Talks. I am your host, Trisha Nicole, a self-proclaimed introvert with a lot to say. I hope that you all are doing great. I am tired, but I'm good. Today, I'll be talking a little bit about dating as an introvert and two experiences that I have had. Dating as an introvert can have its difficulties. First, you have to go outside to meet people. And I don't like going outside. So I have to be in the right mood to feel like going through the motions of getting dressed up. And I have to dig deep inside to be able to find the strength to be social for extended periods of time. I really don't care too much for small talks, so that part can be awkward. (laughs) I can be misunderstood at times because I'm quiet at first, (laughs) but some men can take that in the wrong way and consider me to be cold, which is not true. I have been known to cancel a plan or two because I would just prefer to be at home, alone. I have to recharge my energy because if I don't, I'm annoyed. It takes me a while to get comfortable around men and it takes me even longer to want them in my personal space. I'm very observant, so I pay attention to everything that people do, things that they don't do. I'm taking it all in and I'm overthinking it too. It's a struggle, but once I am able to see or think that they have pure intentions, I open up more. Sometimes though, I believe that I just haven't met someone that I really liked yet. Yes, I have dated a couple of guys that were pretty cool, but overall, I feel like most of my dating experiences were forced, like they just didn't flow. I have dated a narcissist, a manipulator, someone that was very selfish, and a liar. I met most of them during the time that I had low self-esteem. This was around my high school years and early college years. I wasn't aware that I had low self-esteem. I knew that I wasn't popular and I have been shy and quiet most of my life. So most guys didn't pay me any attention. I had crushes here and there, but it never turned into anything serious. So when I did meet guys that showed interest in me, I thought of them and our situation in ways that made it seem better than what it really was. And I ignored a lot of red flags. It took some time for me to realize that I was making excuses for poor behavior and that I was being too accepting of excuses for how I was being treated. Because one, I didn't go many places to meet people. So I guess I was trying to hold on to who I did have. Two, I was comfortable and I didn't want to go through the phase of having to get used to anyone else. So I stayed in unhealthy situations longer than I should have. Until recently, I'll say maybe the past two or three years, I didn't know the personality types that did not work for me. I just thought that all people have their ways and me being Miss Psych major, (laughs) that I could deal with most types of people. But no, (laughs) no, I've dealt with some crazy stuff. In episode one, I told you all that I had a very high cell phone bill. 
But what I didn't share is that it was so high because I added this guy I was dating to my plan. We met at work and please take my advice. Do not date your coworkers. Fellow introverts, I know this can be tempting because you may be like, well, where else am I going to meet him or her? Look, <laughs> take your chances at the grocery store. Maybe you'll both be reaching for the last pack of chicken and gaze into each other's eyes. I don't know, but just leave your coworkers alone, okay? Anyway, everything was going good until I started getting this funny feeling. He was always a gentleman, but something just wasn't right. We planned to go to the movies one night and he didn't have a car, so I offered to pick him up. He said that he would Uber there because he lived in a bad neighborhood and he didn't want anything to happen to me. So I was like, okay, cool. When I got there, he was already there. We enjoyed the movie and then afterwards I asked again. I was like, are you sure you don't want me to take you home? He said, yeah, he'll just Uber back and tell me to drive safely and to text him when I made it home. I didn't think anything of it because I had no reason to. Time goes on, we're talking about cell phone providers, and he was complaining about the company that he had. He asked me who my service was with and I told him it was with Verizon at the time. He got quiet for a little bit and then he said, how would you feel about adding me to your plan if I promised to pay 70% of the bill? I said, it sounds good, but how do I know that you want to keep your promise? He said that I would just have to trust him and he mentioned that because he had just received a promotion, which was true, that he would be capable of paying what he said he would. So I agreed. We went to Verizon. He got the newest iPhone at the time. What's so crazy is that the guy that was helping us with everything, he was throwing hints at me not to do it. When the guy who we'll call Mr. Liar <laughs> walked away to look at phone cases, the rep was asking me questions about myself and we started talking about school. I told him that I was majoring in psychology and that my end goal was to become a counselor. He told me that his mom was a school counselor and that she was a very smart woman. But he put emphasis on smart woman and he gave me this look. <laughs> I knew what he was trying to tell me, but in my mind, I'm thinking, sir, you don't know him. He's not a bad person. It's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. We added the phone to the plan, went out to eat. I drove home. He took an Uber home. Let me make a long story short. He wasn't from Houston, so he decided to take a two-week vacation to go home and visit his family who lived in D.C. Prior to the trip, I started noticing that he was acting distant, so I asked him if something was wrong. He told me that he was just nervous to see his family because it had been two years. I was understanding of that, but as days went on, something just kept nagging at me. He left for his trip and I wasn't really hearing from him, which at first I was cool with it because I knew he was spending time with his family, but I still felt like he could have checked in. I ended up reaching out to him and told him that I hope he was enjoying his trip. He texted me back and said that he was and that was the end of that. So one morning I woke up early and I was just laying there thinking. 
Something kept telling me to check the phone records. It was like I had a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. The devil was like, yeah, check it. He's lying about something. <laughs> the angel was like, no, give him privacy. He's enjoying his family. I went back and forth, but the devil won that day. Because I was the primary account holder, I had access to both accounts. So I logged in and I kept seeing this one number over and over and over again. Phone calls, FaceTime, messages, photo messages. It was like five in the morning and I saw that they had just got off the phone with each other. At that point, I acted off of emotion and texted the number. I was polite and I told her who I was. She texted me back, she was calm with me. After we texted, we decided to talk on the phone. She told me that she was his girlfriend and that he lived with her and her mom. They had their own apartment, but they lost it months ago and they were going to go their separate ways at that point and he was going to move back to DC, but he got the promotion and wanted to stay. He begged her to ask her mom to let him live with them. So that's why I could never go to his place. She told me that he had her drop him off at the movies that day and told her that he just wanted to spend some time alone. So she was his Uber. When he got the new phone, he told her that he went to the casino and won a lot of money. So he got the phone and paid for it in full. <laughs> he was just lying all the way around. I told him that I talked to her and he was upset. He told me he had plans on leaving her and that I should have just waited. But I asked him if he had a girlfriend when we first met and he said no. So finding out that he lied to me about that made me mad. I had just got to a point where I found my voice and learned to speak up when I was bothered about something and that's what I did. I probably wouldn't handle a situation like that today. What he did was wrong, but I could have handled the situation differently because what I know for sure is that when people hurt you, lie to you, or play games, they pay for it in one way or another. I didn't have to do a thing. The red flags were there. I could never go to his place. He would text me when he was at home. He would never call me, but he would call me when he was out and about. He would just never call me when he was at home. I chose to ignore the red flags and I paid for it, literally. I closed his line off of my plan, but because I didn't have the device, I had to pay it off, which is why my cell phone bill was crazy high. I dealt with another guy who I had been knowing for many years. We'll call him Mr. Narcissistic. We had this off and on type thing going and over the years, he continuously showed me who he was. But I kept believing that he was a changed person, so I would entertain him. But when someone shows you who they are, please believe them the first time. After years of dealing with an off and on situation, I was tired. I was annoyed and I exploded. I didn't think that he respected my time, so I told him. This year, he comes back around, apologizes for about the 20th time, and made it seem as if he was a changed person. I didn't 100% believe him because we had been through this so many times, but then I was like, maybe he has changed for the better. I know that I have changed, so it's possible. I still didn't completely let my guard down though. 
he came over one day and had sage with him. So we're waving it around throughout my place and I felt silly because I don't believe in all of that. No disrespect to anyone who does, it's just not my thing. I believe in prayer, so I pray. I didn't need sage. When new men or men of my past come into my life, I always make sure that I say this in my prayers every night. If this person is meant to be in my life, please keep them around and reveal that to me. But if they are going to cause me harm, please remove them in the worst way. I always make sure that I say in the worst way because sometimes I can be too understanding and I try to make excuses for why people do some of the things that they do. Maybe they didn't mean it like that or maybe they won't do it again. But by asking for it to be revealed in a harsh way, that helps me know for sure how they feel about me and it's no coming back from certain things. That's what happened in this situation. I won't go into the specifics today because I want to talk about it in a different way and shine light on a stigmatized issue that people are very ignorant and uninformed on. So I'll save the full story for another day. But he accused me of something that was not true. And not only did he accuse me, he didn't tell me until I reached out to him on another matter. Thinking back to the conversation that we had concerning the issue, I asked him why he didn't tell me. And he said, I can't say that I went about it in the right way. I can't say that I went about it in the wrong way. When he said that, it felt like someone had thrown gasoline on me, struck a match and tossed it. I was livid. Everything he said after that sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. My mind was blown. When we hung up, I had to sit down for a minute and calm down. But then I had to remind myself that I asked for this. I asked for it to be revealed to me in the worst way and that is what happened. I could be mad at the situation and how he went about it, but I couldn't be too upset because I needed to know where I stood with him and he showed me that. Dating as an introvert is already hard enough, but when you deal with people who approach you and make it seem like they have good intentions and they don't, it makes you want to be alone even more. After the last situation, I told myself that I was chilling on dating for a minute. It's for the best because if I start dating again before I'm really ready and the person does something crazy, I will probably act out of character. You know how on Family Matters, if you've ever watched it, when Steve Urkel gets into the transformation chamber and he turns into Stefan and it's like he's a totally different person. That would be me. I would transform from Trisha to Trish Trish from Sunnyside real quick. <laughs> and it's not even worth it. So yeah, the year is almost over and I plan on finishing it out solo. I'm good. It's funny now though, because I always see posts about how people who burn sage are usually the negative energy that needs to go. <laughs> but on a serious note, when it comes to dating, it can be so easy for us to see what someone else is doing wrong but we have faults in the situations as well. Sometimes where we go wrong is just staying in situations longer than we should, and we have to work to understand why we do that to ourselves. Don't ignore red flags. Don't get caught up in the thought that you're going to be single forever if your current situation doesn't work out. 
Believe that you are amazing. Know that someone is going to love you and all of your flaws. You don't have to stay with anyone that makes you feel half wanted or a person that is quick to leave you when they think that something better has come along. Let them go. Don't act off of emotions. Use logic. You'll be fine. All right, guys, that is all that I have for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. The podcast is available on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Podomatic. I'll be back next week. Have a great and safe weekend. Until next time.